of the same old podcast as always your host jack with my co-host jp jp uh how are we doing are we doing uh doing a little better than we were on monday yeah we're doing better we're doing better we had a we had, we had a good week uh relaxing week just uh not too much not not too, not too much on the work docket so i was able to take it easy easy this week nothing too crazy um excited for a another big weekend of football and uh yeah it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be a, a good weekend and as we talked about previously the the lions aren't playing so it's um it's always nice when you don't have to watch that monstrosity yep i mean they lost this week 35-3 to the bye i saw on <laughs> the bye. oh they did yeah they did to so. the bye. <laughs> i mean anytime you don't have to like watch that i feel like you just you're automatically in just like a better place as a person because it's it it's like it's it's like watching a yeah it's like watching a bird get like hit by a truck uh, yeah it's, it's not gonna like scar you for life but it's like uh. it's like it's <laughs> like watching an african lion run into a crazy dentist from from montana just uh <laughs> you know you're gonna get a couple holes in you and then you're gonna go on a long trip that you don't want to go down. So that's pretty much how it goes for uh, all lions. But I w- see this week was not relaxing for me. I started Colts defense last night. I I don't think I've ever been so angry watching a football game as I really? was last night. The Colts defense just getting picked apart by Josh, Josh Johnson and Mike White. I mean, what is that? How many? Uh, our league does defenses a little differently. We don't. We don't. Um, you don't gain or lose points based off how many yards they get. They just. They just. You just lose points when the other team scores. Not if they like. I know a lot of like one. A couple of my other leagues, they do. You know, if they get over like three hundred yards, you like yeah, start to lose I got, points. I got a big fat zero from my defense this week. You, oh, you got a goose egg. Yep, a nice bagel to start it. To start well, off my I, week. I guess I started the Bengals defense in all three leagues last week, so um, I believe they all got like one point because they got a bunch of turnovers. However, they gave up 500 plus yards and like 33 points to the Jets and Mike White. And honestly, if Mike White doesn't get hurt, they probably put up some more points. <laughs> Mike White actually looks good. It's weird. I mean, does that mean Zach Wilson is that bad? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe defenses just aren't ready for it. 
ready for it. But Mike White actually looks good. Like he looks good throwing the ball. He looks good. He looks confident throwing the ball downfield. Like I mean, I'm no I'm no scout or anything, but I've watched a good amount of football in my day. He looks like he slings the rock pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Jets like aren't a, they, they're like it's not like they don't have talent on offense, at least at the skill positions. I no, mean, they I mean, have some like decent players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Michael Carter, he's Ty good. Johnson, Elijah, Elijah Moore, yeah. Jamison Crowder, Ryan Griffin. Um, I mean, Ryan Griffin's not a he's not a scrub. He's not a scrub. Yeah, I mean they they have some they do have some talent more than more than our beloved Lions do at least. Yeah, that's true. That is that the only player is that the only players you had last night? I had Crowder too. What got me a nice five for thirty eight. Ouch. Freaking bum man. Um yeah, I didn't uh I had nobody in any of my leagues last night. However, I did play against Jonathan Taylor in two of them, so that's, that's brutal. Yeah, so I'm already in a hole, especially in the PPR league where he put up like thirty eight. Or thirty six, and then the half PPR he put up like thirty three. So yep. I'm in a hole in those ones, big time. But not know my players, which is always nice. But I guess uh, I guess I'd like to start off, Jack. What were your thoughts on the first uh, college football playoff rankings as we dive into the college football docket this week? Yeah. What were your um, What were your thoughts? I mean, I thought State was too high. I don't. Th- I, I I don't think they deserve to be three. I also don't think Oregon deserves to be four, but I thought, I mean, Oklahoma seems like, I mean, I know they had the tough game against Kansas, but they still won, and it looks to me like they've kind of turned a corner with Caleb Williams. I mean, I know the defense there is still a little suspect, but, like, I mean, but I, at the same time, like, I think Alabama's kind of a fraud. I don't think they're as good as they usually are. Not Not to say that they don't deserve to be top four, but... You know, I don't know that they're the second best team in the country. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it's pretty, it's pretty meaningless. But I mean, I mean, they they're obviously they're in control of their own destiny if they're ranked third. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, no, that's they, true. I'm still not at a point where I think they're going to beat Ohio State. Um, but. You know, I think I think I think we're at a point where like an eleven and one season is very, very much attainable. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously a big, a big, you know, a big step up from where we thought we were going to be this season. But I mean, three. You know, I just hope it doesn't become like, like some kind of storyline for Michigan State where they kind of just are like, oh well. We're the third best team in the country. We can just go into Purdue and roll over them. You know, I mean, this is still a this game coming up is going to be a really tough game. And I mean, the spread opened at two and a half points. I mean, that kind of tells you where where the head is at of you know Vegas and betters. And I mean, Vegas isn't everything. Vegas is a bit lagged behind Mich- lagged on Michigan State all year. Um, they lagged on them being a six and a half point dog at Miami. Um, I don't think they really lagged on them against uh, Indiana, but they lagged on them against Rutgers, uh, lagged on them against Michigan. And so we'll see if this week they lagged on them again. But, you know, going on the road against Purdue, uh, they they have some talent, have some players. So it's, it's probably going to be a tough game. I don't know if it'll be as close as two and a half points, but 
It could be, but the as far as the playoff ranking goes, I don't know. I thought, I I thought they just I thought the AP honestly, like I'm not a big AP poll guy, but I think the AP poll pretty has it pretty close to where I would have it. Um, yeah, I thought Cincinnati was disrespected. Cincinnati like, being six, I I didn't agree with at all. And yeah, what was Oklahoma was what nine? I think they were eight or nine. Yeah, that was. I think that's ridiculous. I like think those, they were eight. Wake Forest was nine. Notre Dame was ten. Yeah, I think that was. I, I I didn't agree with a lot of the rankings. I thought they were kind of crazy. I mean, Oklahoma has had some tough games, but they're still like an elite offense. Um, and Lincoln Riley's yeah, a good and coach. And, and it's not like they haven't been. Not like they're a joke. Like they're not terrible. Like I definitely would. I don't know. I just. I don't think that, and Oregon being four, I think was ridiculous. I don't think yeah, they're good they, at all. They really, I mean, they turned around they beat, a little bit in the last two weeks, oh, but like, I think they, I think Oregon's turned around the last two weeks a little bit, but like, they still lost to Stanford and then almost they barely lost to beat Cal. Cal, barely beat Cal. Yeah, I mean, barely those are two UCLA. terrible teams. So I mean. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I guess they're just looking at Oregon and Ohio State and saying Oregon beat them. But I think if those two teams played this weekend, I think Ohio State would beat them by ten points at least. Oh, easily. So I, I don't. Yeah. I, I I don't. I I think it. You know, it's the first rankings, but like it seems yeah, to yeah. me like they're really putting a lot of value on the past and not so much what to expect going forward. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. I mean, that's. The- I, mean, I guess that's how it should be is how it's how what people have done so far and not like looking forward so i mean if you're like gonna ask me like right like i but i do agree with you that i thought the rankings were a little bit crazy i definitely think cincinnati should have been in the top four um i think they probably should have been three or four i think oklahoma should have probably been in the top six um i mean i don't i think obviously one big 10 should have been in the big 10 team should be in the top four and I, you probably have to put Michigan State in there right now just because they're undefeated. But it's, like, kind of meaningless, right? You know, because there's so much left to be to, to right, played for. Right, right. It definitely it's is. Just like, it's, like, kind of meaningless because you could just throw anybody in there because, I mean, Michigan is at a bit of a disadvantage because they have one Big Ten loss already. But Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State all have real – I'll say realistic chances. I'm not saying Michigan's chances are slim. Yeah, very I don't slim. think Penn, I don't think Penn all, State they all does, very but they all do. Chances of making the playoffs. Other than Penn State, I agree. I think like you know Michigan State could has a tough. I mean, Penn State's no joke. Still, they're still a formidable team. I mean, Purdue's tough. Michigan State could find themselves losing two games, and that would put Michigan like right back in it. Or they could win out, and you know Michigan could lose to Penn State, and next thing you know, it's Ohio State, and Michigan State. So. It all really, it, there's just so much left to be played for. I mean, it's like if you ask me right now, who I think should be in the playoff, just like off of like who I think the best four teams are, I would probably say Ohio State, Cincinnati, Alabama, and Georgia. I would just put. I mean, I just feel like it's disrespectful not to put Cincinnati in because it's, if they go undefeated, I feel like they have to be in. And if Michigan State goes undefeated, they're obviously going to be in. But, like, right now I would say they're probably going to lose to Ohio State because I don't think Ohio State is going to lose the rest of the season. And if Cincinnati is undefeated, you kind of have to put them in. I just think it's ridiculous if you don't. I mean, Even if you don't think they're a top-four team, like, you have to put them in. Like they, And it's not like their schedule has been a joke. 
like obviously the American conference is, you know, subpar, but going on the road against a top 10 Notre Dame team in South Bend and winning that game is that's, that's not an easy task. Like that's, that's, a, that's a hostile environment and they want to handle it too. They made some mistakes, which led Notre Dame kind of get back in the game, but they pretty much dominated that game. So I right. think it's, if they go undefeated, I absolutely think they should be. Absolutely. Well, I think, absolutely. I think what the, what we saw from the, from the committee is just that like, it's important how you play in your big games, but it's also important how you play in those those games yeah. that nobody's really watching. I mean, yeah, style points. Is yeah, you, I mean, you got if you're going into a team that you're favored to beat by 25 points. I mean, you got to win by 20 points. You can't be winning games like winning games by three points or seven points doesn't really matter to them. They want to see those big wins, and it seems to me like you know when you're when you're Michigan State and you lose or you beat Alabama or Indiana by five and you're Cincinnati and you beat what was it Army by by no, Navy Navy by what was it three like points ten, no they won't be more than that they won't be like 10 or 14 but, but like still, that, Navy's, really, Navy's that's really gonna bad. that's more of a like that's that's all, almost a loss in their eyes when you're playing a like it, that's kind of the that's kind of the advantage that these big these power five teams have is their their lesser games are still against really good teams, and I mean, every team, no matter what team you are, you're going to have a, a game where you don't play your best. Yeah, and, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. And then, that's like, if you're Cincinnati and you don't play your best against Navy, you get punished for that a lot more than Michigan State or Oregon when you don't play your best against Indiana or against Cal. I mean, yeah, I, that's true. I, that's and that's. I think that's kind of unfair to do that because I, I, I don't know. I just it'll be really interesting to see if what they'll do, just kind of based off how they rankings right now. If say Alabama wins out, beats Georgia in the SEC championship, Ohio State wins out with one loss. You know they they went out, they have one loss. Oregon wins out, they had that one loss, and Oklahoma wins out, and Cincinnati. I mean that then you have like. Like how do you think they would they would judge that? Because Oklahoma's undefeated Big Twelve championship, but they have them ranked so low right now. Right. And then how would they go? Like Oregon beat Ohio State, but if Penn, Ohio State wins out, I mean their strength of record is going to be so much higher than Oregon's because they would have wins against probably a top ten Michigan State team, a top probably top fifteen Michigan you know, Michigan team, depending on how the rest of their schedule goes. And then the Big Ten Championship, they're going to have a victory against probably a top 20 Iowa or Wisconsin. Yeah. And Oregon's not going to play anybody. Well, it, it's, I mean, it's certainly going to be interesting. I mean, at this point, I don't see any reason to think that Georgia and Alabama won't be in. You have yeah, to assume I, that Michigan State, well, one of Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State is going to get a spot. Unless something absolutely crazy happens, one of those three think, teams is going to get a spot. Yeah, I think the only way that none of them get in is if Ohio State wins out, but then loses to like Iowa or Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship. I think then you could see none of those teams getting in. Even then, I still think they would get in. With two losses? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, they would have beaten. Know, they would have beaten. 
what is it, five ranked teams, two in the top ten? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't know. And who knows, it's... maybe Penn State goes on a run and they're a top ten team when they beat, when, when, uh, when the season ends. So, I, I mean, mean, Penn State's, Penn State's not. No, they beat Penn State. Right. Oh, we, but if yeah, Penn if State they wins out, out like they'll, they'll, if at Penn the end State of the season. beats Michigan and then beats Michigan State, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to have wins over some really good teams. I I still think at the end of the day they they would most likely get in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that's a good point. Um, you bring up Penn State. I think it will be very foolish for either Michigan or Michigan State um, to overlook Penn State. Because I know they've had a rough couple games, but I think – I think talent-wise, Penn State probably is superior to both Michigan and Michigan State. They just kind of fallen apart. So I think if they overlook them, I think that could be two games where Penn State kind of asserts themselves. So I that's just I guess that's kind of just a tangent that I I would it's just a you know a foreboding that I don't think Michigan and Michigan State should should overlook them at all. I think that's I think for both of them that's easily their second most difficult game remaining on the schedule other than Ohio State and a game that they could easily lose. So you make a good point if Penn State wins out and they're a top 15 team by the end of the year and Ohio State just you know racks up another loss in the Big Ten Championship. But, I mean, I feel like you would put undefeated Oklahoma over them at that point, right? Like, I feel like you'd yeah, have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so – but also what if Alabama has – you can't put Alabama in if they lose to Georgia. They you don't think losses. so? Uh, Can I you just, put them in? I d- yeah, I, d- I think so. But they have nothing. They didn't. But they've accomplished nothing. That they have no SEC championship and they have two losses. I don't think you could put them in. Well, they like, obviously would be. Like, if you're going to ask me, are they the top four team in the country? I'm going to say yes because they are. There's no doubt about it. But it's still it's how you played. I don't know. I don't know. I That'd think the, I think the committee has shown. Over the past four years, they're willing to put a team with more losses in if they think oh, that yeah. team is truly the more talented team. No, like that's... I think I think a two-loss Alabama team could still get in over an undefeated Cincinnati team. I don't think they would get in over an undefeated Oklahoma, but I think they would get in over undefeated Cincinnati. I'm not okay. saying that's right or wrong. I just, that's just that's okay. just what I would think. I mean, I mean, but it depends. I mean, if. If they if they lost to Georgia by you know twenty eight points, that's a whole different story. But I think yeah. if 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 any of those games would go how you would would expect them to go, I yeah. don't. I think a two loss Alabama team would still get in. And I mean they would have to beat Auburn still, and Auburn's turned their season around. Okay. Um, Florida, they've beaten Florida. Uh, yeah, Florida's a joke. They beat Florida Kentucky, stinks. or did they not play Kentucky? Who? Alabama? Yeah. They haven't played. I don't think they play Kentucky this okay. year. Because okay. Kentucky's in the SEC East, and I think they're in the SEC West. I don't think they play. Right. LSU, I mean. LSU sucks. Yeah, they, joke. but st- still, like, I think their schedule's strong enough to where. They I think they have to beat Georgia, around. in my opinion. I think it's a must. All right. I mean, that's, I mean, I understand why you think that. I just, I disagree. I think, I think yeah. Alabama's. I think like if there's one team that gets the benefit of the doubt, I think it's I think it's Alabama. Alabama. I think they yeah. I, I think they they ha- the the bar is the lowest for them to get in. I mean they have to yeah. do the least to get in. Yeah, and I want to clarify. I completely agree that I think they're. I mean, you're saying they're a top two team. 
like I'm assuming that's what you were also meaning. No, like, you no. Think, you don't. No. You don't. I think Ohio State's better than them. Who would you say? I think Ohio State's better than Alabama. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, but I, but you're. I think you are right that, and they. I mean, they deserve to have their bar the lowest because when yeah. you win that many championships, it's like it, it, you you put yourself in a position where they. You, they, it's difficult for them to leave you out. Yeah, and I mean, in 2017, so. they got in as the four seed over, I think it was Ohio State, and they and people thought Ohio State deserved to be in over them, but it's like, even though Alabama was clearly the more talented team, Alabama ended up yeah. getting in, and then they beat Georgia in the championship. Yeah, so I sure. mean, So, I mean, Alabama's shown, like, the committee's shown they'll put in Alabama if, if, if they think they should. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. All right, I guess another question is, what do you think is going to be, if you had to predict the four playoff teams right now, who who would you say? Georgia, Mm -hmm. Ohio State, Mm -hmm. Alabama, and Oklahoma. And Oklahoma? Yep. That would be my four. That would be your four? That that would be your four or the four if you had to predict based on the initial That would be the four I would put in right now, and that's the four I think will get in. See, I agree with three of those, but I think Oregon. Uh, Oregon, because they're, I just, they're, I think they're ranked in the top four, and I don't think they're going to lose. I don't think they're going to lose any more games. Okay, well, I mean, if they were doing, if you were doing it right now, I think they would definitely be in over Oklahoma. But I think at the end of the year, I think Oklahoma is going to do enough to get in, and then well, they still have to play. They still have to play Oki State, right? They have to play OK State, um, and they, I mean. Big 12 They'll has a championship play, game. Might play Texas again in the Big 12. Or no, maybe Baylor in the Big 12 championship. Baylor, probably Baylor. So okay, I, then I, yeah. I, I think if they get a top – I think if they get a, those two top 20 wins or top 15, depending on how, how they play, I, I think I think they could they could find themselves then for sure. Yeah, I think I think right now I think they have a I – mean, I mean, being eight is not – obviously not convenient, but – I think they also like they're they're kind of where like Oregon was two weeks ago, where yeah they kind of been playing a little bit worse. They've been playing, but you know they're they're one strong showing away from yeah. jumping two or three spots in my opinion. But it is I think it is it is necessary to preface by saying they are eight. However, just with like the state of the Big Ten, you know. So to at least at least two of those teams are losing probably at least two of the Big Ten teams ahead of them are going to lose a game. Yeah, I think it's I think two of them are going to lose at least one more game. Well, I mean Ohio I State think. and Michigan, Ohio State and Michigan have to play. Ohio State and Michigan State have to play. So unless unless um, unless they split, yeah, unless Ohio State beats one, loses to the other, uh, which I uh, which obviously or no, I unless think. Ohio State loses both, two of those teams are going to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they, or they, yeah, that's true. Or they split. Or they split. But if they split, there would still be two of those teams losing. Like if yes, they beat Michigan correct. State, because Ohio State would lose, and then one of the other teams. Right. Yes, the only way, the Which, only way, and yeah. I don't think there's any way. There's no way they split. I don't think. It's, I mean, there's no way they lose both. Is what I meant. No, to say. I don't think they'll lose both. And I think I, even even a split, I think, is unlikely. But very unlikely, just because. I mean. Michigan, Michigan State, like we talked about before, are pretty on pretty similar footing talent wise, and just oh, as an overall team, and they obviously have the a giant mental factor 
edge over Michigan. And Michigan State has to go to the shoe, which is an incredibly difficult place to win a game. Yeah, um, I mean... They've done it before. They've done it before. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely don't expect it to happen. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think Michigan State's going to beat Ohio State. But, I mean, they... I mean, they still beat Penn State pretty handily, but I mean, they Penn State exposed their some holes in that defense a little bit, um, slowed down the offense a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they looked competitive. I mean, and I think I think Michigan and Michigan State are both better than Penn State. So I, I think if Penn State plays to their absolute, like to to the to their absolute best ability, I think that they are a, a better overall team than both Michigan schools. Maybe, but they, especially with I Michigan State, they, I expect like I expect Michigan State in big moments to play their best fo- football. I don't expect that from Penn State and honestly I really don't expect that from Michigan. So I think like yeah. I think State has I mean, the like State that that's that's the thing about State. I think they're I think they're mentally tougher than both of those teams. I just I think that and I think that's a big reason like you've seen so much success from Michigan State um, other than the waning D'Antonio years uh, recently is just they 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 feel like they constantly have a chip on their shoulder and be it right or wrong they always feel like they have nothing to lose and they and that's when they get in when they get into these big moments they're just they don't tense up they don't they don't crunch up they don't shrivel because they just don't feel like they have any pressure on them yeah, I, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So, but I guess it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, there are so many different. I feel like this is like of all the, the years that the college football playoff has been around, this is the year with the most possible outcomes. Yeah, I agree because I, I really only think there's one team that's really guaranteed to be in right now. Unless yeah, it's Georgia. Unless obviously some kind of yeah. crazy bizarre. Crazy. It would take something crazy and unforeseen for Georgia not to be in at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think you have eight teams with a legitimate shot to be in the in the playoff with a reasonable shot. I would a even say nine. Wake Forest? No, I would say Notre Dame does still. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, you're right. They they probably do if chaos ensues. Yeah, and, and, and but I just don't think Wake Forest does. I don't think. I don't. No. I, I mean, as good as as high as I am on Wake Forest, that offense is legit, but the defense is just a wet paper bag, and I don't. And they're just not complete enough as a team to find themselves in the playoff I, at this point. I don't think. But I think Notre Dame. Like, I just. I. I'm never going to count out Notre Dame, a one-loss Notre Dame team. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. But I think with. Uh, I think with that, we should hop into uh, previews for, for this week's college football games. Um, first, we have Michigan at home at noon. I believe the game's at noon. Against the Hoosiers of Indiana. I believe Michigan's favored by, I don't know, double digits at I least. Saw, I, think I saw maybe. 20. Yeah, which is a lot, but also, I, don't th- I think Indiana's pretty bad. Especially Tuttle's at quarterback and on the road. Um, but who knows? I mean, it's. I guess I'll just kick it off by saying it's. I do expect Michigan to. Well, obviously, they're, they're coming off of a pretty devastating loss, so um, I expect them to. I expect them to come out and, and handle Indiana 
pretty quickly. I don't. I think they're going to be pretty mad as a team because they obviously screwed the pooch last weekend. So I think they're going to come out with kind of a fire, and I think they're just going to put Indiana away pretty quickly. And Indiana is just. I mean, after their drubbing against Ohio State, I think they're pretty much a dead team. I think they. I think their confidence is pretty is like totally shot, and they just have really no fire left in them. <sighs> like, I can't imagine. It's 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 hard to imagine a team would be able to um, kind of regroup themselves after a loss like that. Yeah, like I'm, that's just that's that's like it's just not even like like it's not even like an emotional like because it's not like a rivalry game they lost, but it's just like losing that bad. And looking that outmatched is just a, sh- a big hit on the confidence. I can't imagine their confidence is, is particularly high. No, I, I mean, I agree. But at the same time, I think, you know, this is, this is uh, you know, traditionally this is when we see Michigan start to slow down. Um, but I think this game will be a good indicator of where Michigan's season is going the rest of the year. I mean, if you see them come out and beat Indiana by you know, 27 points or whatever. So if you see them handle them pretty well, I think, I think it'll give them that team and Michigan, Michigan fans a lot of confidence that like this season is still very much alive. And this team is still very much alive, but you know, if they come out flat and they end up beating Indiana by, you know, seven or less or even losing the game, I mean, then I think, you know, you can pretty much put Michigan to bed for the season. So I think it's going to be it's going to be a good indicator of where Michigan's kind of mental, where Michigan is at mentally. Um, Yeah, no, that's fair. That's that's I absolutely agree. I think it's going to be they're either going to come out, you know, rejuvenized and and uh, and really passionate because of. They're going to use like the the heartbreak of last week's loss to kind of, I guess, you know, put a jolt into their season and give them uh, basically, you know, it's give them like a second second wind and kind of give them uh, some momentum. You know, use this, use some of that to their advantage. Use like the heartbreak to their advantage and kind of use it to I'll get angry, or they can just kind of roll over and die, um, which is kind of what been what is what Michigan teams have done in the past. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I do think that they'll probably come out a little bit energized. I think this team is a little different than past teams. I mean, they're still Michigan. They're still going to do Michigan things. They're still going to blow big games. But I think home against Indiana, a team that they have dominated the past one. I think they last year was the first time they lost to Indiana in like twenty some years. Like they never lose to Indiana. So I, I think they just, I think they start another streak and they just kind of pummel. I just like I don't I think the, the team is like like a caged animal backed into a corner that's you know fighting for their lives and Harbaugh is like obviously coaching for his life right now so I think all the stops are going to be coming out so we'll see but I don't I guess not really too much of a nuanced preview um, from from I get from where I'm coming from Jack I'll, I'll let you elaborate if you have anything else to say but it's when going into like matchups and weaknesses I think it's all kind of arbitrary and not really important. I think this is this game is going to be all mental for both teams. It's going to be a mental factor. I think whatever team uses uh, uses, I guess, the heartbreak and the embarrassment to their advantage is going to come out and win. And Michigan's probably a more talented team. Um, I think it's safe to say that they're easily the better team. Um, so it's 
not necessarily if Michigan loses, but like you said, if they play a tight game and win by one score, then it's probably not a good omen for the rest of the year. But if they go out and beat them by three, four scores, then maybe they have some life left in them. But I guess, you got anything else you want to say about this one? Well, so Michigan teams are 14-11 and 11 under Harbaugh. Under at on October thirty for or October thirtieth or later. Um. So I mean, like I like I said, I think it's going to be a really good indicator. Um. You know, Indiana they stopped the run very well. Um. I mean, they slowed down Kenneth Walker. Uh, very like they completely shut him down. Um, slowed down Michigan State's offense. I mean, neither neither the passing game or the running game really ever got going without a pick six Michigan State probably loses that game a lot of drops cost Indiana that game but at the same time they were coming off a bye and they've lost two more games now so who knows who knows where they're at mentally but I I, I, I think Tuttle is good enough like I think he could play about as well as like Peyton Thorne did against them. Or um Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could play about as well as Peyton Thorne played against Michigan. I don't think that's any stretch of the imagination to say. Um but the strength of Indiana is really their their tight ends, especially Peyton Hendershot. Um I think that I think Michigan's going to struggle throwing the ball. You know, that it's tough to, like, with it, with college kids, it's so tough to, like, get them, get them, like, I, I'm sure last week they were so focused, so emotionally ready for the game. And I can't imagine it's not somewhat defeating to know that, to feel like, you know, you got ready for this game all season, and then you come out and you're the favorite, you're ranked higher, all that. And you lose. Um, I gotta imagine that's pretty deflating. But I mean, it could could easily be a bounce back game for them. But it's they're gonna need to run the ball again. Uh, I think. I don't know, man. I mean, it really it really is kind of just a guess. Like you're you're really just guessing you because you have no idea where both these teams are at emotionally. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think it's gonna win the game, on. but. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of just a, it's kind of just a crapshoot at this point. I mean, Indiana is is a talented team, and you know they, this is, I mean, playing against a top ten team is is no, is nothing new to them. I think this is their fifth game against a top ten team. So, I mean, fifth or sixth game. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, I, I think if Michigan comes out and expects to roll over them. Uh, I think that would be uh that could be a big problem for Michigan. I mean, like I said, November's not been a good month for them. So, I mean, I don't know if the the yeah. I, if the receivers for I think I think I definitely think Indiana is going to struggle to throw the ball. Um, we'll we'll see where Michigan's run defense is at after last week. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident saying that Michigan is. I think Michigan is going to win. And right. I think they'll. I, I mean, I, I'm usually kind of a pessimist when it comes to them, but I, I think they'll roll. 
I just I just have a feeling in this game that they're gonna that Indiana is just kind of dead, and they they they're they already have one eye on next season, and Michigan might not might not go guns blazing the rest of the year and and so you know go go nuts and find a way to win the Big Ten. I'm not definitely not saying that, but I, I do think that they'll come out with kind of a fire in this game and and put put Indiana to bed pretty pretty quickly just because I don't think they're a very good team and they do have some some talented players and some strengths but I just think their offense is kind of inept um, and Tuttle isn't that great so I mean we'll see what happens but I guess Jack what is uh, what's your prediction score prediction for this one I'm going to go with Michigan 23 Indiana 10 yeah I think it'll be a low scoring affair for sure I think it'll be. A little, I'll probably go Michigan twenty-seven, Indiana ten. Right. I don't think. I don't think Indiana is going to have any success on our hands. Just because I think Michigan's defense is going to going to come out with a little bit more of a fire after having a tough game against Michigan State. So I think. Uh, I think. I, I, don't I think that twenty is that. disrespectful. What'd you say? What'd I think say? twenty points is too much. What'd you say? Ten I think points. Twenty points is too much. I think that spread is way too big. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot. It's big, but I could also see, um, I could also see Michigan getting being up like fourteen and Tuttle throwing like a late pick six, and, or like throwing a late pick in Michigan just just able to run it in to ice the game. Um, I guess I yeah I, I guess I'd say that that spread betting like obviously if I had to bet one I bet Indiana. However, I would be very nervous just because I can see Michigan being up two scores and Indiana being forced to throw the ball. And I don't trust Tuttle to throw good good passes. Like he he has struggled mightily this year. So we'll see. But I think we're pretty much on the same page for that one. Coin toss, what's gonna happen? Both interested to see how Michigan responds after a tough loss. And uh it should be a good indicator on how they how they view the rest of the season. But I think with that we can hop in to the other game. Michigan State is heading to West Lafayette, Indiana. To play the Boilermakers. What what's what time's kickoff for this one, Jack? Three thirty as well. Three thirty. Three thirty game. Three thirty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. For some reason, I, I, this just seems like a good night game. It seems like some Purdue would make it a night game, but I don't know. I don't know. It should be interesting. I guess, Jack. What is uh, as a Spartan fan? What are your, what are your thoughts on this one? And uh, are you worried about the Boilermakers, or are you feeling pretty confident? No, I'm absolutely worried about the Boilermakers. Um, I think this game has trap game written all over it, just like uh, Indiana did. <clears throat> and I said, I said in our, uh, I said in, uh, I think it was our recap of Indiana, of the state Indiana game. I said I think Michigan State is more likely to lose this game if they beat Michigan than the other way around. I think if they had lost last week, I don't think I would really feel nervous about State losing. But, you know, they're coming off a huge high of beating your biggest rival, winning the biggest game of the year. And now you have to go on the road to a team that, you know, you probably feel, and you you should feel, that you're a better team than. Um, you know, just obviously got ranked third in the playoff rankings. You know, I I don't know I don't know where they're I, I I'm just hoping that the the focus hasn't gone away and we're seeing obviously a two and a half point spread it's a it's a small number so I mean I I, I this game I don't know I mean it's 
it's going to be tough. I think, you know, that it'll be interesting to see what Mel Tucker does with that, with the defense, like with Kimbrough getting, with getting uh, burned last week and then Brantley coming in. And I mean, that was an underrated move. I was, I rewatched the game. That was an underrated move that Mel Tucker made that the defense completely changed once Chuck Brantley came into the game. I mean, the defense com- played completely differently, played with much more confidence, played much more aggressive, and I don't... I mean, I'm sure that was a there was a there was some kind of factor where you're down big and you you know you have to make stops, but at the same time, you know when you when you see an exact point where one change gets made and then the defense plays so much better, and I think it was even Xavier Henderson talked about it like he's he was unhappy with his amount of playing time and and X told him he's gotta he's gotta try harder in practice and put more effort in in practice and then. He's really turned his kind of his season around, and then he gets in and makes the biggest play of the season thus far. It'll be interesting to see how much playing time he gets, what kind of what kind of looks he's getting against David Bell, or if it's still Kimbrough at covering the uh, kind of covering playing that like shadow role as the number one corner. Because um, I mean, David Bell's a legitimate all Big Ten type receiver. I mean, he is he's probably the I mean, he's definitely a top five receiver in the in the Big Ten. I think he's. I think it's fair to say he's probably the best receiver that Michigan State's going to face so far. Yeah, other than maybe, uh, yeah. Other than maybe Charleston Rambo at Miami. Miami, but, yeah. I mean, Miami's Miami's Miami, and you just like they obviously have talent, but they're just like poorly coached and have yeah. no discipline and just do stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see, and then. Um, you know, obviously no Naylor this week. It'll be interesting to see how that affects Peyton Thorne, kind of the deep, the deep pla- the deep passing game. We'll see if uh, Keon Coleman gets any playing time. He's a big, uh, big uh, football recruit. He was a four star, uh, and I think he got recruited for football and basketball. Um, but we'll we'll kind of see how that all plays out. You know, I think he's going to have a nice career at Michigan State as a wide receiver. I don't know if he's ready to be in this kind of spot or not. But, you know, and then Kenneth Walker, too. Obviously, um, after last week, he's going to – all eyes are going to be on him. So the the passing game should be open. I would assume the passing game is going to be opened up. I mean, with, this is a Purdue team that – you know, they're, they're, good, they're a good defensive team, but they also just gave up 28 to Wisconsin. So – you know, you got to look at that and think that that's kind of a. You kind of have a chance to, you know, put some points up. You know, I think I think matchup wise, this is a pretty good game for Michigan State. Um, you know, Purdue has a good defense, bad offense, and you know, Michigan State has a really good offense and good defense. So, you know, I think I think this is a good matchup, but. You know, it's kind of just what what level is Michigan State going to play to and what are kind of the coaching decisions going to be um, after this, after last week. And, I mean, like we saw last week when Luke Campbell came in at right tackle, Aiden Hutchinson ate him alive two plays in a row, and it almost caused a sack fumble in the end zone. So I really don't want to see him get rotated into the game anymore, especially if he has to go against Karloftis. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Luke Campbell play anymore. I know he's 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 been a good player at Michigan State. He's played in some big time games and he's played well in them. 
he played well in the 2017 Michigan Michigan State game, but he he he's just he's not he's not one of their best five offensive linemen at this point. So I I just don't want to see him. I I don't want to see the rotating of offensive linemen anymore. And Mel's been really stubborn about it. And I was surprised to see them still doing it in the Michigan Michigan State game. But you know a lot of angles to look at this from. But at the end of the day, I think State's just going to have enough offensively to be ahead of be ahead of Purdue. I just don't know that Purdue can score with Michigan State, um, and especially now that like like if like Chuck Brantley is a good player, and this is kind of going to be like his first full game, I would assume as a starter. So like. I mean, he's still, like, there's still players on that defense that feel like they have a lot to prove. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Purdue Purdue sees that as an opportunity. But I I wouldn't really look at it that way if I I was Purdue. Um, He's a really good player. I think he's going to be a really good player for Michigan State. So, you know, he was just, it's like... We see this all the time in college, like freshmen and everything like that. They come in, they, they've never struggled, and they come in, they think they're just going to walk into school, have a job, and play right away. And, you know, it doesn't – a lot of times these kids get humbled a little bit. And I think that's happen, That's what happened with him, but I think he's ready for the spot now. And and I think, I think that – I think we're just going to see Michigan State defense get better from here. So, um. It, it, it's really going to... I don't think Purdue can win this game. I think Michigan State can lose this game, though. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I think that Michigan State should win this game, but I do think it's a trap game. I think it's a big-time trap game coming off a high against uh, winning the biggest game of the year so far. Uh, I think that Purdue is good team they're not like a great team they're they're okay um you've seen them play pretty well and you've also seen them play really poorly Um, i mean they got totally drubbed by wisconsin but i guess to be fair wisconsin has really turned it on as of late they have Uh, but but they still they their offense is not very good it's not their defense is just insane i mean their defense is just ridiculous but i purdue I guess if I was in Michigan State, once again, I would be worried about the offensive line. Just because Purdue has a pretty good defensive line. Um, and it's, it's probably the strength of their defense. I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say their defense is like amazing. They struggle against the pass. So it'll be interesting to see what their game plan is. I feel like they're probably going to sell out to stop the run, especially with Naylor being injured. You know, probably Michigan State's, I guess, tied with Reed as the, his, their biggest deep threat. Um, so taking taking away a player like that could be could be an opportunity for Purdue to allocate some more resources against the run. So I mean it'll be interesting to see. And then Michigan, I think it's going to be. I don't think this game's going to be blowout. I think it'll be a close one. And Michigan State's secondary is really going to have to step up against the likes of David Bell, who, like I said, I think is their best receiver that they're going they're going to face at least so far. I mean, they'll, they'll face better receivers when they go against Ohio State, but so far it's the best receiver they'll face. And, you know, getting getting torched by Andrew Anthony, who's never caught a college pass before, um, is not 
you know, having a game like they did against Michigan is not going to work against, you know, not going to work against David Bell, who's very talented and is going to be an NFL receiver. So, but with, with that being said, I still think that Michigan State will find some success on the ground, and I think their defense will will come to play. And I think it's going to be, I think this is going to be kind of like the Indiana game, honestly. Definitely don't see it being a shootout. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Bunch of punts, kind of a snooze fest. But at the end of the day, I think Michigan State has more talent and is a better coach team, and that, that will kind of make the difference in the end. And I just see... And Purdue also rotates quarterbacks, which I don't like. Um, not like Michigan rotates quarterbacks, where JJ will go into like one play. They like rotate for like entire series. So I don't really love that, and it kind of gets people out of rhythm. So I think that could be, you know, I think that could be could be a factor in the game. You know, Purdue putting in a quarter, you know, rotating a quarterback who goes out there and throws a pick. But we'll see, we'll see. Uh, it's it, it will be interesting. It will be interesting when, or when, or I guess I would say if Michigan State struggles to run, if Kenneth Walker is kind of bottled up, if Purdue just goes gung ho to stop the run, uh, you know, will Peyton Thorne be able to? I mean, he's obviously had some great games. He's had some games where he struggled. You know, what, what game, what kind of game is Peyton Thorne going to have on Saturday? I think he could be the deciding factor if he's able to kind of regain his mojo and hit some of those deep balls. You could uh, you could see Michigan State pull away. But if he struggles kind of like he did against Indiana or Nebraska, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna have a uh, a back and forth low scoring affair. So yeah, I mean it, it, we're we're on back to back games now. where Peyton Thorne's kind of underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean he he definitely against Indiana. I would say it was, Indiana was probably his worst game of the year. And Nebraska probably is close, but like some of the, like a couple throws he had to get, like especially the one he threw in the red zone in the fourth quarter. Like that just can't happen. If he does that against Purdue on the road, I think he could. I think that's a recipe for disaster. If he makes throws like that, like that's not. Well, yeah, that's not a good. That's not a well advised throw. That's that's a, that's a guaranteed pick. And Michigan State had a lot of success in the red zone against Michigan, and I think it's going to be the same story. You know, the same the same thing against Purdue. I think that the red zone offense for Michigan State is going to be huge. Um, if if they have to settle for field goals. They can put themselves in a in a tough position in a hostile environment on the road. I know those Boilermakers, not really a football school, more of a basketball school, but they still they still get up for for a good college football game. They'll still show out. Uh, they'll make some noise. So it'll be. I think this is. I think this is Michigan State's toughest road game to date, um, by a fair margin. Uh, I mean, Indiana's not is a tough. I mean, Rutgers is a joke of an environment. You might as well be at home when you play on the road against them. But Indiana had a pretty good, pretty good showing. But I think that just the quality of team and the uh, the, the environment is going to be the, the toughest test so far for Michigan State on the road. So it will be very, very interesting to see how they perform in this type of game. Uh, like, like you said, it's coming off. They're going to be coming off a really big high. I'm sure they partied hard on Saturday and had a pretty good week of practice and were pretty confident. I mean, I, no doubt Mel Tucker's trying to get him zoned in on this one, but they are college kids. You know, we were just there. We're barely out of college. We, uh, we still don't make some of the best decisions. So it's, it's easy to, it's easy to, to kind of dwell on, on the, the recent past and, and not so much dwell, but I guess you just kind of have that confidence keep going. 
and, and get a little, I'm not going to say cocky, but, you know, feel pretty high and mighty, especially after something that exciting and that yeah. just redeeming of a game. Like, it's these are college kids, and Michigan State has a lot of transfers and definitely has some young pieces too. So, especially those young guys, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they bounce back after such a high of a game. You know, Purdue isn't really a name that inspires a lot of excitement. You know, that's not a game you're like, all right, boys, we're playing Purdue. Got to get up this week. It's like, you know, it's like you hear, like you hear Michigan, you hear Michigan, you hear Ohio State, you hear Wisconsin, you hear even Iowa, Penn State. Like those teams are like big games, like big road game. You hear Purdue, you're like, eh, basketball school, nowhere Indiana. So <laughs> I guess it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how Mel Tucker has them or how, how Mel Tucker has has taken this week, what approach they've taken to try to get this team zoned back in to focus on the, you know, eyes on the prize. So, I think, if, like you said, I don't think Purdue can win this game. I think Michigan State can lose this game. Yeah, I think... I think, I if, think, I think Mich- if Michigan State loses, it's because they... They got in their own still, way. Yeah, they were still... They kind of sleep. I think the recipe for a disaster for Michigan State... Is they're a little too confident after a huge win last week, and they kind of sleepwalk the first half. And I think that Purdue is still their offense isn't incredible, but they can still have some quick hitters with David Bell and their passing offense. So if Michigan State gives up a couple big plays and they're down two, three scores, that maybe not three scores. That probably is a little far fetched because Purdue's offense isn't that great. But if they're kind of in the same position they were against Michigan, where in the third quarter they're down by like sixteen points. On the road in that environment, uh, I think it could be tough for Michigan State. But with that being said, I think Michigan State will be focused, might struggle a bit early, but I don't think they're going to dig a, a big enough hole where they can't win. Yeah, I agree. What is, uh, what's your prediction for this one? 27-16 Michigan State. I'm going to go a little closer. I'm going to go 24-20 Michigan State. All right. And then uh, – do we want to hop into college football picks? Yep, yep. Uh, you want to go first, I guess or you want me? I I could I could go first. I should we apologize for, for nope. last week <laughs> again? No, <Nope. laughs> no. This is an unapologetic podcast. Yep. You know, we take our licks, and we'll we'll eat our we'll eat we'll eat crow when we uh when we mess up. And last week was a bit of a disaster. But it was. It's not a. It's not. You know. It, it's not. It's not how hard you get hit. It's uh. It's if you get back up. Exactly. You, know, you got to get up off the canvas. Exactly. Sometimes that, that's just, it's just life. But my first pick is going to be Ohio State minus 14 and a half at Nebraska. Uh, I think that Ohio State played okay last week against Penn State. They obviously won the game. But I don't think that's up to Ryan Day and his staff's expectations. I think they expect to pummel everyone every week. So. This is a game where I just see them coming out kind of like Indiana, and they just put the herd on Nebraska and just, like, you know, bury them from, from the get-go. Um, that's my first pick. I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. And then my second pick is going to be Wake Forest Moneyline at North Carolina. I think Moneyline, the spread is 2.5. I think Moneyline you're, depends where you look, but you're probably getting anywhere from one plus 115 to plus 125. 
And you can get plus 125, right I think that's a great value. I'm looking at Deacons. plus 110 right now. What'd you say? I'm looking at plus 110 right now. Plus, wow. Okay, never mind then. It's, uh, it's definitely shaded. People are throwing some money on the the Demon Deacons. Or, uh, the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the Demon Deacons, if, it, if it's going down to plus 110. But I think I like Wake Forest money line. For plus money, I think that's great. I think UNC isn't a really subpar team. Sam Howell, it's still has some talent, but when you lose De'Ami Brown, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, it's tough to, to keep an offense like that going. So I think that Wake Forest wins, wins that game. Um, but those are my two picks, Jack. Who, who do you like this week? I'm going back to the well with my Beavers. Oregon State <laughs> minus 11.5 at, at Colorado. Um, I know the home dog merit narrative, but I just gotta go. With, I gotta go with my guys. Um, I like I like Oregon State minus eleven and a half, and then Kentucky plus one at home against Tennessee. Uh, that just seems like that seems pretty crazy to me. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Kentucky plus one. Uh, I like that. And then I also am going to lock in Oregon minus seven on the road against Washington. Yeah, I was looking at that too. I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one, though. Washington's not good, but they still have a pretty good defense. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They have kind of like a home environment. They kind of have a home field advantage, but... Yeah, it's just, it's really, if you, I mean, do you think Oregon's that good? <laughs> do you like no, Oregon? Or do you no, but I, I, just, I just think Washington is terrible. Yeah, fair, fair. So, uh, any, any, do you have any more uh, college football picks this week, or should uh, we head into the No, uh, that's it for NFL? me in college. That's it for college, yeah. We, we've had a lot a lot more success in the NFL, especially the cold hard props. Yep. That's, uh, but with the Lions on by. Uh, nothing much to talk about other than the fact that they're going to claim Odell and uh, go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I think that's we've talked enough about the Lions so far, and there's not really much to talk about just because they are a incredibly underwhelming team that is devoid of talent and has a grim future, uh, in my opinion. But, Jack, do you have any comments on the Lions? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's fair. It's uh, tough to waste your breath on a team like that. Yeah, they're dead to me. But, yeah, they're dead to me. <laughs> I guess with the Lions on by, we can kind of just talk about the the I guess the NFL as a whole. Um, it's It's been a really interesting NFL season so far. Uh, a lot of competitive teams and kind of an open playoff picture in both the AFC and the NFC. I mean... Hey, Jack, who do you? The, I know the NFC North. I know we have some Pittsburgh ties. What do you? What do you? I guess what do you see in that division right now, and and, and how do you think it shakes out? The AFC North. Yeah, AFC North. Yeah. Um. I still, I still think the Bengals are probably the class of the division. I know they just lost to the Jets, but you know, I think, I think they took them too lightly. I think the. Uh, the type of decent defense they're playing that kind of just soft that soft coverage i think that's a mistake they're not going to make again i think they're going to come back this week i think they're going to play well 
against the uh, the Browns, and I think I think they're still the class of that division. You know, Mixon in the in the backfield, Burrow's really coming back well from that knee injury last year. Um, I think he's I think he's shown I think he's shown that he's legitimate. He's a legitimate uh, NFL quarterback and probably close to top ten option in the in the league right now. And then obviously Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzama. You know that offense just seems a little too high powered for me. Along with the improved running run defense and the still serviceable pass defense. Like I don't think I think the defense put them in or the I think the coaches put them in a bad spot more than the defense actually played bad. I don't think I don't think the type of coverage they were playing last week was was made really any sense. Like, why are you playing scared against the Jets defense and Mike White? But you know, I I, I think they uh, I think they'll bounce back. I, I don't think uh, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think you know that's it's any kind of downward spiral headed for them. I I mean, people still people love to disrespect the Steelers every year. I still think the Steelers are a good team. I think they'll probably make the playoffs still, but I just don't see them as the. Uh, I think they're just a step below. Uh, just a step below the Bengals right now, and probably on even even footing with the uh, Ravens. Mm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, I probably have to lean Ravens as the team I I believe is going to win the division. Uh, the Bengals have a lot of talent on offense, especially. I just don't really trust Zach Taylor. I don't think he's a particularly good coach, and their team is relatively young. So I, I don't know how well they're going to perform in the back half of the season. But I, I agree that the, the Steelers have a little bit of mojo, winning three in a row. However, they, they still, even though they're four and three, they still have a negative point differential on the year. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, not surprising because they've played a couple stinkers, but. Winning in Cleveland was a huge win from last week. I think that that kind of rivalry game, it's a uh, it's a must win on the road, especially when you're neck and neck. And basically, you know, they had, I believe they had this, the same record at that point, um, or no? Because the the Steelers had a buy and the, the Browns haven't had a buy yet. But I, they had the same. Uh, you know, the, the Browns were four and three, and the Steelers were three and three. So that was a game that they pretty much had to have, especially with uh, with no Kareem Hunt. And OBJ, uh, you know, <laughs> with his mind elsewhere. So I think it was a huge win for the Steelers. And I mean, I, d- I definitely think two teams are coming out of the AFC North, two playoff teams. Uh, and I, if I had to lean right now, I probably would say the, the, the Ravens and the Steelers, just because both those teams have a pedigree, a winning pedigree. And I really love, I mean, I mean it could even be Jamba. three. It could even be three. It could. It absolutely could. I just, I, I I think they're going to eat each other alive. They might, but I mean, I think, I think the Raiders will still find their way in. I think the Chargers will bounce back. You know, we really need to just wait and see with the Chiefs. Obviously, yeah. they can turn it around at any time, but you know that defense looks pretty suspect right now. That offensive line looks god awful, and Mahomes and Mahomes just kind of seems out of sync. Um. So who knows? But I think only one team is coming out of the uh, the AFC North or the AFC uh, South and the AFC East. So yeah, unless unless the Patriots maybe, 
but at this point I still would put them on the outside looking in. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's going to be an interesting division. The NFC West is going to be really interesting too. I think that's, you know, I think it's fair to say that's the best division in football. There's no yeah, doubt about it. I mean, yeah. you, you got the Cardinals and the Rams, who I think are probably the top two teams right now. And then the 49ers are easily the best three and four team, and the Seahawks are three and five, but they've been without Russ the past couple games. And if they can kind of tread water until Russ comes back, I think he's coming back week 10. If they could tread water until he comes back after their bye. Uh, actually, no, week nine, because their bye is this. Well, yeah, so week 10, because their bye is this week, week nine. So if they're able to tread water until he comes back, which they have, they'll come back and or he'll come back and they're three and five. I mean, 17 game season, they're not dead by any stretch. So yeah. you never really know with them. But I guess I, I, one more question before we get into picks. Who do you think is the biggest fraud in the NFL? The biggest so far fraud? This year? Yeah, biggest fraud. Um. So, what does your record have to? Do you have to have a winning record to be a fraud? I would say it would say you're at the top of your division. Okay, so any team at the top of their division. What what division leader is the biggest fraud so far? Oh, the Raiders. Really? Yeah. I kind of think the Cowboys. <laughs> I disagree. You think the Cowboys are actually good this year? Yeah, I think the offense is really good, and I think that defense is legit. Yeah. It might. Not, I mean, maybe. it's not. When I say I should, I mean, I should preface this by saying like I don't think that defense is like a top five defense in the league, but I think that it's defense legit. is, is yeah. above average, and I think that offense, the defense is above average, and that offense is, you know, one of the three or four best in football. It's it's legit compared to previous Cowboys. Teams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which have had very poor defenses. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Raiders is a fair point. I mean. They did lose at home to the Bears, but obviously that was Gruden's last game, so you don't really know what was going on in the locker room there. Um, and they haven't played a particularly difficult schedule. I mean, their best win is probably the Ravens, the Ravens week one. Yeah. Um, so I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And, uh, NFL, just like the uh, just like the NCAA right now, is is a wide open it is open season really you don't really know who's going to take the crown this year I mean the NFL is always kind of like that but um, the Chiefs who are probably the Chiefs and the Buccaneers were again the Super Bowl favorites and the Buccaneers have had a good year but they definitely have some flaws and the Chiefs have looked mediocre at best so it'll be very interesting to see how the back half of the season plays out but if that were you uh, ready to hop into some NFL picks yep go ahead sir I'll let you kick it off all right I don't know when people are going to learn, man. This cold hard prop of the week is a it's it's just a lock every time. I mean 4 and 1 or 5 and 1 at this point. Um you know, it's kind of just free money at this point. You know, I'm kind of just I'm trying I'm trying to be a philanthropist. You know, help people out financially, change lives and uh this week's no different. Uh anytime touchdown score Stefan Diggs minus 110 against the Jags. Uh, he's had a he struggled in the first half a little bit of the season, but still think he's one of the five best receivers in football and uh, he's he's going to he's going to be able to get it done against that weak 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 Jags defense. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's my uh core's hard cold hard prop of the week. Stefan Diggs to score a touchdown. I think that's a good pick, honestly. I I, I like that just because you've seen wide receiver ones have a lot of success against the Jags defense. I mean, Jalen Waddle had two touchdowns when they played. Um, 
who else am I thinking of? I believe DeAndre Hopkins had a touchdown when they played against them. So it's you, you've seen you've seen receivers had have some some major success, especially getting in the end zone. I mean, DK had two touchdowns last week. When the Titans played them. Yeah, that was more of a Derrick Henry game. But when the Bengals played them, you saw Jamar Chase get in the end zone. So. Yeah, and I think uh, this is kind of a squeaky me, wheel situation. Me, this is game. kind of that a squeaky wheel situation. This is kind of a squeaky wheel situation, too. I think he yeah, wants the ball more. The yep. Yeah, He's squeaking. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong. DeAndre Hopkins did not score against them. I was, uh, I was wrong. But, when, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a mediocre defense. A very mediocre defense. And Stefan Diggs has not had the year that I'm sure a lot of people expected him to. So I, I like that pick. But do you have any... Uh, any lines picks or over unders or you just stick with Eagles your, your plus two against the Chargers. Chargers have what already was that? Sh- Eagles plus two against the Chargers. Chargers really? have already shown that they are no shows when they fly east. And I mean, they beat the Redskins or excuse me, football team. <laughs> uh, yeah, the football and they team. lost to the they lost to the uh, the Ravens by twenty eight. I, I don't trust them. Yeah, that was not good. That was not they, I I don't trust them. Not that I trust the Eagles, but I trust the home team. I'm going to get – give me the home team plus two points. Um, I'm going to take the Packers plus seven and a half. Okay. I I know no no King no King Rogers this week, but uh, I, th- I think Jordan Love is, is good enough, and I think that defense of the Chiefs, like I said, I think it's really suspect. And then um, I think my last one is going to be I am going to go with the I'm choosing between two here right now that I want to put my name on. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings plus six. A lot of underdog. Underdog heavy week. Interesting, 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 interesting. I like that. I don't like. I like that. My uh, my my lock of the week. My big pick is Rams minus seven at home against the Titans, without Derrick Henry. I think this is a game where the Rams roll. Uh, the Titans defense is suspect to say the least, and Derrick Henry kind of powers that offense. And without him, they're they're going to have to be a pass heavy team and. AJ Brown and Julio Jones are elite receivers, but the Rams have a very good defense, and I think that Aaron Donald will have success He's rushing Ryan Danahill, and you could have Jalen Ramsey kind of shadow AJ Brown, and they might struggle to pass the ball. So, I think the Rams roll in that game prime time at home. I expect them to win by ten plus points, and then my other pick is Dolphins minus five and a half at home against the Texans. The Texans have by far the worst point differential in the league right now. Uh, they've been outscored by 122 points so far this year, which uh, is only the only team close to them is the Lions, who's been outscored by 110. So I think the Texans are a very mediocre team. I mean, Tyrod is back, and I think that offense will be a little bit more live with Tyrod Taylor compared to Davis Mills. But I still think that defense is horrendous. And Tua's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after all the Deshaun Watson talk and people thinking that Brian Flores and the Dolphins have zero faith in him. And he's getting defined. He's still got Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Mike Gusecki, and I think Miles Gaskin could have a good game. So I expect the Dolphins at home to to win by at least seven points against 
the Texans. But that pretty much sums up my picks. Jack, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Uh, no, I want to see. Just want to see the people follow Stefan Diggs to the promised land of wealth, man. I just want to create generational wealth for families and hardworking men and women. So follow, follow the uh, follow the train. I'm ready to lead everybody to the every lead everybody to the promised land. All aboard! All, all aboard. aboard! That's all That's I'm right. saying. That's all right. aboard! Ch- chugga chugga choo choo, baby! Exactly. <laughs> We're going on the money train. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. I think that's a good pick. But I don't really have any closing thoughts other than uh, I'm very happy the Lions are on the bye this week. Don't have to watch them. And I can just focus on good football teams in the NFL playing solid games and can just, you know, look at look at a game that the way football's supposed to be played. Exactly. Not not watch the Lions flail around and embarrass themselves. Exactly. So. That'll be interesting, but I believe that wraps up this episode. Thanks again to the listeners. It'll be a great weekend of college football and NFL football, and we'll uh, we'll be here to recap it next week. Yes, we will. All right. Goodbye.